We are strong. We are proud. We are the Latino Community Foundation of Colorado. We build vibrant communities across the state by investing in our people. By the year 2042, one of three Coloradans will be of Latino ancestry. We must create opportunity so our children, families, and elders can share their stories, feel connected, and give back at all levels of society to shape an inclusive Colorado. We are your trusted partner, your ambassador for transformative change. Somos familia. Let's create our collective power together. Connect with us at latinocfc.org. Celebrate with us on October 13, 2022, as we celebrate the 15th anniversary of the Latino Community Foundation of Colorado at the Denver Art Museum. Don't miss it. This is the Latino Community Foundation of Colorado, our story series. This series elevates and addresses issues pertinent throughout Latino communities in Colorado and beyond. We believe transformative change is possible when the collective power of the Latino community comes together. Hi, I'm Rachel Griego with the Latino Community Foundation of Colorado, LCFC, and I want to welcome you to the Our Story podcast. This episode, Nuestra Historias, Leading Through Our Lived Experiences, features two bold and courageous Colorado leaders, Alex Sanchez, Executive Director of Voces Unidas en las Montañas, and entrepreneur Rocio Duran, founder of Rocio Life Coach. Follow their unique lived experiences as they help us to reflect and value our early teachings, our cuentos, our history, our culture, and our traditions, and how they play a major role in influencing our leadership style, shape our sense of identity, and help us to navigate the world. Hello, my name is Rocio Duran, and I am here with Alex. Hi, Alex. Hi, Rocio. We are here today to talk about leadership, our experiences and our perspectives. And we are going to talk about four main topics that we discuss and that we think are very important from our experiences. So it will be great to hear also your opinions and we will be here to answer all the questions at the end. So Alex, we can't talk about leadership if we don't talk about our personal stories. So what's your story as a leader? Rocio, first and foremost, it's a pleasure uh, to share this space with you. Uh, I've gotten to know a little bit about your own story, too, and I can't wait also for our audience to be able to hear your story. And I think all of us have a unique story in terms of how and what formed um, the current us today. And, and I have to go back, obviously, to my journey and my own story to be able to share it. Uh, you know, I'm Alex Sanchez. I am currently the executive director and founder of Voces Unidas de las Montañas and Voces Unidas Action Fund. We are in the mountains uh, here in the Central Mountains in Colorado. Our, we are headquartered in Glenwood Springs. But my journey obviously started as a, as a young person growing up in small town Mexico. My family is from Jalisco. We live in a small town. Um, ironically, we live in Colorado now, but we're from a small town also by the name of El Colorado Jalisco. 
in Mexico. And I grew up in that small town until the age of nine uh, before our families, not just my family, but many other extended families crossed the border like many other families. And we eventually made it to the Roaring Fork Valley where I still live today. And I think it's that journey of growing up in a small town uh, and being in those small communities and seeing the role models and the values in the richness of culture uh, in, a pop, in, a, in, a, in a community of a population no larger than 500 that I think formed many of the skills and many of the traits that I still use today. You know, I grew up in the Roaring Fork uh, Valley. I am, a, you know, first generation uh, American. I learned English as a second language. I went to schools as an English language learner. I'm the first in my family to graduate high school. I'm the first in my family to also have the privilege and the opportunity because of the hard work um, of my parents that I have an opportunity to get an education, graduate from college, and also be the first in many uh, spaces, including obviously in my professional uh, uh, work. And I credit obviously all of, all of my experiences and all of my opportunities to the, the lived experiences of many generations before me, from my grandparents to my great-grandparents to my parents, who are pioneers in their own way. And we can talk a little more about how their formation also has influenced, obviously, this generation. Uh, but that's who I am, um, Rocio. Um, that's, who I've, uh, that's who I am today. Uh, and it really is credit to our culture, credit to our values, and credit to the many experiences, not just of my own lived experiences, but more importantly, of past generations. Um, so, Rocio, now you, tell us a little bit about who you are in your leadership journey. Alex, thank you. Uh, it's an honor also to be here with you and to get to meet you. It's been a, such a big pleasure because I learned so much about leadership from you uh, from our conversations, preparing for this conversation. Um, I am originally from South America, which is hard to say here because uh, usually when people say, uh, ask me, where are you from? And I said, I'm Colombian. They say like, oh, which part of Mexico is Colombia? Like, well, <laughs> it's a little bit <laughs> actually uh, uh, farther than Mexico. So, and it gives, it takes me to a, a point that we are going to talk further down and it is, as a multicultural, we are a big community. We are not just from one place. We, are, we come from many different places and we mix together here in a beautiful combination. But yeah, going back to your point, um, I grew up in a barrio. I'm from the barrio, a really poor barrio in Colombia. And I had the possibility to have a, a beautiful, amazing mom who was and who is still an entrepreneur, but also a leader in her community. She was the person that everybody came to talk when they have to make when they had to make decisions. And I grew up being my mom was a single mom, but she was a really proud single mom. She decided to be a single mom in a time when that was a shame for her. That was her flag. Like we were proud. And any time that I was confronted, and I remember once at the when I was in uh, middle school, my teacher was so concerned. How can you be a, a, a daughter of a single mom? That's terrible. That's awful. You are not going to get anywhere being that person. I'm like, I was a kid looking at this teacher saying like, what are you talking about? And what is interesting here when I, and while I, why I'm bringing this is because that shaped me also 
to feel proud about being a, uh, the daughter of a single mom and uh, looking at my mom all the time, leading the community and finding new answers for the community was very important for me. But also I knew that I needed to get out of the barrio because it was a dangerous barrio where we had no goals in life. So education was important to me. I found a way, I found a path out of that through education and through somebody that showed me that, hey, you can, you have good grades, you can go to the university, how about that? And I was like, what is that? So nobody in my family that, uh, were able to even to finish high school. My mom, my mom was able to finish third grade. She barely knew how to read and math basics. So to me, that, that was the, the door that opened the possibility out of the barrio. And I took it. And it was for me the, the best deal that I could make. I was able to meet great mentors and great people that showed me that the world was bigger than the barrio and that we can dream of big possibilities. So I moved, I, was, I lived there for 30 years and I moved to the country when I was 35. Don't count, please. <laughs> and I moved <laughs> when my son was nine and I find so many points in connection with your story. My son was nine. He was a bilingual at the point, at that time. I was not, I wasn't able to speak English at all. I was having a big, at that point, I was a, in a big position in my country. I had a beautiful job. I was a professional. I am a psychologist with a master's degree in community psychology. And then I moved to a country without even able to speak the language. And I was nobody here. And I didn't in, in, uh, even uh, understand the culture. I wasn't able to help my son with his uh, a homework assignments for school. So it was really hard for me, and it, but it shaped me. So I have to say that in this journey of leadership, um, it's been really hard, but that's what has shaped me. And we forget that toughness gets, comes from hard situations in life. We get tougher, but we get to be leaders and to show others that it doesn't need to be that hard, that if we found the way out, we can show them how to do things in a different way. And you mentioned another beautiful thing, and it is um, learning the language as a second language. It was really hard because when we learn the language, we just don't, we don't learn, learn just words. We also start understanding a different world. And that's, that makes this journey interesting, and that makes this journey frustrating as well because you have so many ideas in your head that you can't communicate. And you have many things, thoughts that you need to say, but nobody's even able to understand you. I don't know how was it for you. You know, it's beautiful um, what you're talking about in terms of your journey and, and your own leadership story, because, you know, I imagine obviously all of our peers and colleagues uh, that are watching us, obviously, um, you know, that they're watching this part. I think all of us, the the millions of Latinas and Latinos uh, who have their own unique story and their own unique uh, leadership journey. And I think it's beautiful that all of us bring in this unique perspective. And I think those of us who share similarities in our stories are also are able to, to share um, and learn from some of our um, you know, learned experiences. I think you know, learning a second language, I think those of us who have gone through that journey understand 
you know, some of the barriers that we encounter, understand some of the, uh, you know, additional extra work that we have to do to be able to communicate. Because oftentimes leadership is about uh, being able to communicate and being able to, to, to lead by example. Um, and for that, you sort of need followers. And so it's easier when you're able to communicate. And I think a lot of us can, um, you know, can, can, can understand that journey. Um, so, Rocio, so I know that leadership, we, we speak about leadership a lot, and, and I'm sure that many here watching us this morning are also in positions of leadership, and many in our communities are obviously leaders themselves and are leading in their own spaces. But let's, can we unpack a little bit about, you know, kind of what leadership is to you, Rocio? Like, what are the different levels of leadership, and how does that show up in, in our communities? And as we reflect back, to our upbringing, to our Colombia or our Mexico or our Guatemala or El Salvador or you know Puerto Rico, um, how does leadership show up? Um, what is leadership to us? Yeah, Alex, thank you for that segue to this beautiful question, to this next step. And it is there. Are, I think there are different levels, and one is we are growing as Latinos, we keep growing in this country and we keep moving into being a lot, big entrepreneurs. For instance, that's, I was, when I was preparing for this and for another talk that I have to do, reading about how we are growing, we keep growing from just one data that I have here, 2.3 million to 3.3 million uh, entrepreneurs in from 2007, no, actually to 2009 to 2017. That's, that's, that's leadership to me. That's, we don't wait, do, we don't come here to be fed. We don't come here to stand out of the streets to ask for money. We come here to work. We are really hard workers and, right. and uh, we are going to talk about that too. So we are moving the economy. That's very important. And that's another way th that we have to show and that we have to share because we need to know more about us. We need to understand that if we are moving the economy, the economy in this country, we are, we are strong. And we are strong if we know our data also. I have also here more data that can tell us that when COVID hit, it also hit us hard. It also make us go back like 10 years in our development. And it hit us really hard. It hit men, Hispanics, and the black community as well. But especially Hispanics, we were hit really hard in our leadership. So women, we had to go back to take care of our kids, to take care of our, our elderly at home. And we had to quit our jobs. So even we are a resilient community. That's another element of our, our levels of leadership. A community that are carrying the country because we were the front workers. If you go, to, if you attend, we go to Walmart or King Supers or whatever the, the markets, all of our people, they were working there, no matter what, in That's construction. Right. Construction never stopped. No matter what, what, they were working. Even if they were sick, they kept working. Why? Because we had, we had to feed our families. We have no excuses or nobody to feed us. We are not given loans. So what? We have to keep working and creating new ways to feed our families. And being entrepreneurs is one of our, the biggest ways for us to be leaders in this community. And I think we have to know and embrace that and to, 
also be proud and feel proud of as immigrants. We don't come here to ask. We come here to reinvent ourselves, to recreate ourselves. Because many of the ones that I've, I know many people that they moved to this country and they didn't have the possibility to keep being doctors or to keep being nurses, whatever they were doing in their countries. So we had to reinvent ourselves, but we didn't stop in sadness to say like, okay, what next? No, we, we keep walking. And we keep walking with our communities and our families. And I think that's very important to mention. I don't know from I your love, perspective. I love, Rocio, that you mentioned you know, small business owners and large business owners. You know, we always, or I always uh, say about the Roaring Fork Valley where I live that Latinas and Latinos are the backbone of our, of our community, of our economies, and that we have built the Aspens, the Vales, and the many other communities uh, from literally the buildings and the roads to obviously what's happening in, in community and business. Um, but you know, we are now 61 million plus Latinas and Latinos in this country. Uh, and these 61 million beautiful people um, who will come from different parts of Latin America and many that are generations of Latinas and Latinos who have been in this country before this country was obviously part of the United States. Uh, what, it, I, what I think it's beautiful is that we are, we are in every single level of leadership. And I, and I always, as, as a Latino myself, I always want to, you know, I always challenge myself, say we've got to own these, these levels and these positions of leadership because we are sons and daughters of chiefs, of queens, of, queen, of, of kings. We are descendants of, of obviously great people who have built empires. We are uh, you know, people who have you know, built communities and built states. We have been founders of even the state of Colorado. There are Latinas and Latinos who families, legacy families who have been in this state and in their signatures and their names are part of some of the founding documents of some of these states like Colorado, Nuevo Mexico, um, Arizona, Texas, and many others. Um, and when I think about also leadership is, is not just, obviously there are some positions of leadership like being an executive director, but uh, in being obviously an elected official, uh, or, but I think to your point, Rocio, is being a business owner and building um, a company and employing people is leadership. Being a church leader is, is leadership. Being an activist out in the community and organizing other people, that's leadership. And I think the more and more we own our place in our communities, in our states, in this country, and where we feel we belong and that we're not strangers in anyone's land, this is our community, we are helping to shape. And for that, it requires leadership from all of us. Um, and part of that challenge is obviously helping our other neighbors understand how to share power because oftentimes um, by design, sometimes we're kept away from some of these leadership uh, opportunities in the community. I love what you are saying. I love what, when you said we are 61 million and growing, <laughs> but no, not just expanding as population, but also as the workforce, as the economic force. But also don't forget that we get to decide. And the last yes. election was, a, it was proving, proved that, that we get to decide when we want something and we, when we go to vote, our votes count, and we made them count this time. And it, it doesn't matter who are you voting for, we have also to understand that we can change, we can move the needle. It's not impossible, but we can move the needle 
we did and we have to keep doing it as many times as we need to and that's something and also that is important to embrace. And I, there is another element. We are about to wrap up here because we have to have a break, but we have to rewrite our story because it, there is a big piece missing about our leadership in this story of this country and the story of this country. So that's something that we can talk about in the next, after this break. How about that? Great. Looking forward to it. This podcast was brought to you by the Latino Community Foundation of Colorado, LCFC. Thank you for joining us today for the Our Story podcast, where Latino lived experience meets action. Mi gracias to Alex Sanchez and Rocio Duran. This series was made possible through the support of Colorado Housing and Finance Authority, Colorado Health Foundation, Molson Coors, and University of Colorado. Production credits to Emmy-winning producers Truce Media Collective. To learn more about the work of the Latino Community Foundation of Colorado, check us out on the web at latinocfc.org. And by helping us make transformational change through your financial support, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Latino CFC. This is the Latino Community Foundation of Colorado, our story series. Next up, episode six of Nuestras Historias, leading through our live experiences, part two. Latino leadership is innate, but influenced and shaped by our live experiences. Join us as we continue this dynamic conversation with two bold and courageous Colorado leaders, Alex Sanchez, Executive Director of Voces Unidas de las Montañas, and entrepreneur, Rocío Durán, founder of Rocío Life Coach.